Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mindshare Mentorship Podcast. My name is Kevin Whelan. Thank you as always for joining me. Today I want to talk a little bit about discounting and what to do when a client or a prospect asks you for a discount. So just in general, um, I don't I do not do discounts. I don't like discounts. I won't offer them and I don't think it's um, frankly a good idea for you to do it either. Um, but sometimes, you know, cases come up where you need to um, have discussions around price and sometimes clients will ask you for a discount. So what do you what do you do in those situations? Well, really, to me, there's a few things that you, you can do. First of all, I like to be very clear from the beginning that I that I just don't offer discounts. It's just not something that uh, that I do. So what I try to do then is I guide the conversation in other ways. I try to see, um, I try to frankly first go back to the value question and I try to say, well, what is the what is the project that we're doing and what are, what's the purpose? What is the value that we are trying to generate from this? You know, if you're asking for a discount, is it because you don't have the cash today? Um, or is it because you think that the, the value of the work that we're doing is lower? Uh, or what is it? And so, you know, one thing you need to know is that some people are natural, um, uh, uh, discount seekers or, you know, negotiators would be how they would call it. Maybe they're a little more spendthrift, whatever, uh, or their margins are, you know, the way they are and they need to kind of be a little bit careful with how they spend their money. Um, however, you know, that's why you want to have options for them and not do discounts um, because discounting not only affects uh, the quality of the work that you do, as well as your ability to take profit, as well as then to take that profit and to invest it in yourself and to your business. It also affects your client's perception of you because if you're the kind of person who's discounting their expertise. What is that going to say about the confidence level that you have in the work that you do and the value that you provide? So I don't, I just don't like to discount from, from those perspectives. I think people that are coming to you are coming to you with a challenge and you need to commit yourself wholly to solving that that challenge. And as soon as you start introducing this idea of discounts, it not only introduces dis, you know, disgruntledness or dissatisfaction on your side, you know, you start to resent them for having to do work that is less than your market rate. Um, but also then you just, you, you know, you can't, there's not as much room for you to over deliver and to exceed beyond the scope. Um, cause always, you know, projects almost always kind of extend a little bit outside of the scope and you want to be, you want to have enough margin in your business to be able to be generous with your clients. That's probably the best thing I can tell you there. So what are some of the methods that I use when clients ask for a discount? Well, first, as I said, is knowing that you're, that some people just always ask for discounts. So don't take it, don't take it personally. Don't, don't be offended by it. Um, it's just not worth kind of seeing it as, you know, an offense to you or your quality or your value uh, or your prices. And, you know, one thing that a marketing professor told me when I was in college, they said, never apologize for your prices. That stuck out to me, and to this day, uh, I, I agree with that. I think you have to set prices that allow you to make a profit, not just earn your money for your time, but also to make a profit on that. And then with that profit, um, to be able to reinvest it, some of it into your business and some of it to take home as a profit. You're taking a risk at the end of the day by not being an employee, and uh, you deserve to capture some of that upside, uh, especially if the value. If you're creating value, which I know you are, um, that's you know part of how you can do that. So what do you what do you uh, what do you do here? So I think the first thing to do is to really ask them why that number is so important. So sometimes they'll say, "Hey, instead of five grand, can you do like four thousand dollars?" And I'll say, uh, "Well, first of all, I don't discount, so we'll have to talk about how that would work. But is there a reason that four thousand dollars is so important to you? Is there some sort of financial restriction or limitation that would that that means four thousand is more palatable than than five? Um, and really just try to understand what what's behind that number or what's behind that question." Um, and kind of start with that and see if there's an actual reason or see if they're just trying to get away with, you know, saving 20 or 30% on your time. Another thing is to then refocus on the value of the work that you do. So taking a step back, you say, okay, so it sounds as though you want to bring the price down. What do you, like, why is this 
project valuable to you? What does the ROI even look like? I, I just want to make sure that when we do our work together, that there's going to be an ROI, which you should be thinking about as, as a marketing service provider is how am I going to be able to create an ROI? How much is that going to be? Uh, what's reasonable? And, um, and what, what is that number, right? So if they say, yeah, it needs to be $4,000 a month, but you can help them recuperate that pretty quickly. You know, for example, I work in the co-working business and uh, if I help a client to close, you know, two or three more offices that it would otherwise go unsold, the marginal profit is almost 100% because there's very little cost once you're, the doors are open, the lights are on, the infrastructure is being paid for, the overhead. So if I could help them sell new offices that would otherwise go empty, vacant, then the marginal profit on that is quite high. So that's kind of my my view. And then obviously working together with six plus months, it's a no-brainer. I would not only help them do that, I'd help them build systems and strategies that would help create many, many new clients today uh, which would pay for itself in the short term as well as into the future, which has a long-term uh, value benefit. So that's how I look at it. That's how I kind of justify my, my prices. And um, so I try to have discussions around that and I'd say, so what is it, like, is it really a meaningful difference? It may seem like it at the end of the year, but if I'm doing my job, you know, we're growing your your business by at least X and, you know, so yeah, and then the ongoing you know, return on that is, is why. So yeah, in order to do this job right, and that brings me to probably another point I always say is, you know, in order to do this right, uh, it needs to be that this price, because I, you know, there's quite a bit of work that I do both in our discussions and, and a lot of value that I bring to the table with who I introduce and how we do things and the systems that I have. And you'll be able to shortcut a lot of learning by working with me. So there's a lot of value in that in terms of time savings, cost savings, problem avoidance, problem solutions, you know, all kinds of uh, benefits that they may not be aware of. And I try to really just direct them not only to the the obvious value equation, but then also to the the shortcutting of time, which has a, a price and the, you know, figuring things out directly and and building a system that's going to sustain them long after I'm gone. And, and then, yeah, like, for example, I brought in a developer who works for, you know, a fraction, he's in the Philippines, works for a fraction of the cost of developers in North America, uh, saving them, I don't know, about one, there was about 20% of what they were paying per hour. So that saved them 10 or $15,000 in the first few months, just in development costs by switching developers to, to this person and, um, and having him work on the projects that they were working on. So that, that kind of stuff really just like it offsets my costs and there's so many just value levers. And I just try to remind them of, of all the different levers that are going on, uh, in the value conversation. So yeah, like, uh, I ask, you know, in order, and I say in order to do this right, it has to be this price. Frankly, I think I would be fair to you to, if I charged less than I needed to in order to commit myself fully, it also wouldn't be fair to other clients is another thing that I'll say who, who I charge the same price to. And, uh, frankly, some of them are smaller, some of them are bigger, but th this is the price and it allows me to do my best work and allows you to capture a lot of value through working together if you commit. So, um, in order to do this right is the, the, the language there that I think is really valuable. And at the end of the day, I mean, you want to be excited about the the work that you're doing and, and the price that you're charging. And if you're not excited or you're reluctant to do work for a client, it just means you're not charging enough and or you're working with the wrong people. So assuming you're working with the right people, you should be really excited about the money you're earning for the work that you're doing. And if you're not, it's probably time to up, up your prices, frankly, if you don't get a little bit excited with every new client or every new opportunity. So in order to do this right is a big one to remember and then being fair to other clients and um, and just wanting to be excited. So what do I do? So we talked about uh, why the number is important to them. We've refocused them on value. Um, there's a few other things that I'll do. So sometimes I'll say, well, you know, I've got other options. So I have like a, 
you know, a one-off call, which is whatever it is, $600 per call, uh, which we can deep dive into whatever you want to do. It's 60 to 90 minutes I recorded. I prepare for it. And and we take some notes so you have some takeaways at the end of it. Uh, if, if that doesn't work, I have group coaching, you know, where you're in a small group and we go through things, you know, once a week or once every other week and you get the, you know, similar um, view into your business, uh, but maybe less, uh, less intense or less, less involved for me, but that's a lower price point. So if you think you can get, you know, 80, 20, 80% of the benefits for 20% of the cost over on one of those options, definitely go take a look at it. And oftentimes they'll say, no, 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 no. We want, we want like a full on commitment. We need, we need a lot more work or a lot more handholding than your group coaching or your one-on-one calls would, would uh, allow. So in which case, so I say, okay, so, um, is there, is there a way, is there something in the scope that you think is not valuable to you that we can remove? Is it, you know, I, and, and even then, as I say that I often don't really want to ask that question. Um, but I'll kind of explore it if I need to, because at the end of the day, I offer unlimited advice. You know, I don't, if, if you're on a retainer with me, I, like I don't nickel and dime over hours and I want you to be able to come to me between calls, between sessions and ask questions and kind of get clarification on things, whether that is over email, phone call or chat or, or whatever the method. So I really don't want to remove that unlimited factor. And I don't want my rates just to be divided by the number of calls. So the reason I don't want to remove the unlimited factor is because I frankly don't think I could get the same results uh, on a retainer basis that I, that I would if you know, if there wasn't some sort of unlimited component to it. That being said, I've, I have done calls, um, on a monthly basis, just one-off calls and that, that does work, but, um, not for clients that have, that are just starting with me and need the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. I think if you're going to need a lot of work, then you need to be fully in, fully in and, and, uh, get through the first few months, four to six months, sometimes longer, and then maybe phase down to something like a once a month call just to make sure you're on the right track. So that is something that I do. And I do tell them to tell that to clients, like my fees, aren't intended to be a forever fee. And if you know, you're looking at mine as that, then you were kind of looking at the wrong way. And also the, the value and the benefits are going to linger long after I'm gone. So that's another thing you just want to factor in. So, uh, that's the case. So, uh, we've talked about, um, asking why the number is important, refocusing on them on value, removing scope is the other option. And then, you know, some, and finding another lower cost option. The other kind of X factor that I'll sometimes do is, is a custom project, but usually not. And like, usually it doesn't end up going that way. I'll say, well, what is the part of the project that you want to work on? Maybe we can just isolate uh, a meaty project or a meaty challenge and, and I can help you with that. And I give you a fixed fee, but just so you know, it, those are usually the more expensive options because it's custom. It's not, uh, you know, it can be disruptive to my business. I have to allocate more time before and after and around the the work that we do, you know, cause it sort of tends to be deeper work, a little bit more implementation based. So, um, they tend to be on a kind of per hour or per, you know, unit basis, a little more expensive than a retainer where I'm fully committed and give you the time, but, uh, a little more flexible in terms of how things get done. So I will often suggest a custom project, but I will let them know that it's going to be more expensive and I will usually make it more expensive because, uh, yeah, like I don't like doing kind of small little projects. It just doesn't really sustain me and my business and doesn't give me cash flow predictability uh, as much. Um, so you have to charge a premium for those kind of one-off events. And that's more or less it. So when a client does ask for a discount, remind, remind yourself to say, you know, um, why is this number so important to you? Is there any kind of financial constraints, limitations that would make that number more, more palatable for you? Refocus them on the value and explain how what you do can create value, which is a really key focus. And I think you need to do well as a consultant, freelancer, or agency owner, uh, but especially as a consultant selling strategy. 
Um, remove scope if you can or need to. Although if you've designed your business your business model right, everything should be pretty much pretty much needed and and priced correctly. So I try not to remove scope. Um, if I do remove scope, it might be like, well, okay, this only this person has access to me, not all these people, and I'll limit uh, the in between interaction to uh, email or calls, like twenty minute calls or something else, you know, some kind of limiting that unlimited factor. So they still can ask you as many questions as they want, but it has to go through one person and only through certain mediums, the ones that are easiest for you to manage, for example. So if you're a telephone person, that would be a telephone. If you're a, an email person, that would be email, et cetera, et cetera, or maybe Slack for some people. So removing scope, um, finding another lower cost option, and then kind of working away from the very bottom up and saying, here's what I offer for this price, this price, this price, why don't you choose one of these? And usually they'll tell you that it's because they need too much or they want your hands on the wheel. Um, and then, yeah, doing a custom project. Again, it'll be more expensive, but it'll limit. It'll give them a fixed price, fixed scope, custom engagement that'll cover certain things, and then that'll be all done. Uh, but yeah, I don't discount, and I always say in order to do this right, blah, 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 blah. Um, it wouldn't be fair to other clients. And uh, ultimately, you know, this is some, not something you say, but ultimately you want to be excited about the work you do and, and the price you're charging for the work. So um, some people are just tire kickers. Some people uh, do want just discounts. You got to watch out for those. Price sensitivity is not in your ideal client persona. Although it doesn't mean price sensitive clients aren't bad fits. It just means you have to be sort of aware that they may be focused more on price and nickels and dimes versus uh, value and outcomes. And one last kind of note on this is that oftentimes when you're dealing with a marketing manager as opposed to a business owner, the marketing manager will be a lot more conscious of, of money and thinking in terms of um, employee equivalents and not thinking in terms of you have costs, overhead, you're a consultant, you're taking risks, you have specialized expertise and you bring a whole set of different value that, than they do. And really only the business owners or or long-term executives can make those value calls uh, if they're responsible for the long-term health of the business. So uh, when you're doing dealing with price, don't deal with price to the marketing manager or the, the manager hiring you, for example. Uh, always bring it up to the, the owner or CEO level, have those negotiations there. And um, there's a whole bunch of tactics around that that I can get into at some point, but that's going to be the only way to kind of ha overcome those price things. And if at the end of the day, if it comes down to just price, you're not a good fit. Either you're not differentiated enough or they don't see your value, in which case they're not an ideal client anyway. So I'll leave you with that. Um, when a client asks for a discount, don't do it. Find a way around it. Uh, offer a different scope, different offer. Um, refocus them on value and uh, explain to them why it's just something you don't do. And hopefully this this helps, okay? Uh, but whatever you do, don't discount. Okay, bye for now.